Okay, everyone, this is our first episode of Black Girl Brunch, and I'm so excited. <laughs> you excited? So excited. I'm about to shit. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm about to throw up all over myself. I'm so excited for this. Um, Yeah, everyone, welcome to Black Girl Brunch. Um, My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And on this show, we pretty much want it to be just like brunch. What do you do when you're with your girlfriends? You talk about a whole bunch of celebrity bullshit. You talk about um, a lot of things that are going on in your life. And as black women, we talk a lot about our relationships, our hair, our makeup. And that's exactly what we're going to do on this show. Um, We've been wanting to do this forever. Like, seriously, like about how long have we known each other? I don't know, 40 years. Yeah, I think we definitely, we're both 25 years old, but, well, you're 25, I'm about about, about to be. Anyway, we've been wanting to do this for at least five or six years at this point, so we're excited to just be doing it. Um, To give you a little overview of what the show is going to be about, we have separated it into three segments. The first segment is called Tea Time, and that's where we talk about all our favorite celebrity bullshit that has happened throughout the week. The good, the bad, and the ugly, okay? From there, we go into Common Senses. Where we talk about, you know, stuff that should be common sense, but to some people, it's just not. Like, you know, if the car isn't yours, don't flex on Instagram with it. Right. That's common sense you would think but anyway we'll save that for later (laughs) on and um we also are going to talk about black people in the sunken place so we don't know if this is going to be a segment yet you guys let us know how you feel about it at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com we are so looking forward to like just hearing your comments and your concerns about this first episode so definitely write us with everything that you have to say so let's get into our first topic um <laughs> we're going to start the show off our very first Tea time topic is going to be about somebody who is more powerful and more superior than the rest of us. And that person is Blue Ivy Carter. Exactly. I just feel like she runs Beyonce. She's running the show. Her and Solange and Miss Tina Knowles. Exactly. Um, I I fear Blue Ivy because I feel like she would get me together. And I feel like she gets Beyonce together. Well, Beyonce has that arch, <clears throat> um, arch in her eyebrow that Tina has that Blue has. But Blue's arch is a little bit higher. So I think that means she, like, will get you together so easily. But the real reason we're talking about Blue Ivy today is because Blue recently uh, had a recital. And some footage was l- released via TMZ a uh, blue ivy pretty much slaying every other ballerina bitch in the building. Yeah, she I'm I'm bald. After looking at that, I'm completely bald. She kicked her leg up just like Beyonce did at the Super Bowl. She was just <laughs> like I didn't notice anybody else um no. on the stage maybe because uh, predominantly they were white, but <laughs> I didn't notice anybody else but Blue Ivy. And I tried. Like, I tried to notice other people because I watched this video 15 times. So I was like, okay, I've just watched Blue Ivy 10 times perform this. Maybe it's some time that I just make sure I'm judging everybody else fairly. Blue Ivy was just better. She was better than the rest of them. And as I was looking at her, as I was looking at like this determination on this little girl's face, I realized the reason why she's better is because she's training. The rest of them are, you know, dancing because 
their mothers made them. But she's doing it because she's ready to take over for her mother. She's she's really watching the throne. She <laughs> literally, is, like she's literally she's <laughs> plotting on it. She's gonna take it. And when she takes it, I don't think I wouldn't be ready. Like I'm not. And it's just like it's just she was just so big on that stage. Like I'm just thinking like all those girls, like they were really backup dancers. They were. And, okay. All right. And it was no Kelly's. It was just like Michelle's all over the stage. And she was, you know, the main Beyonce. Another thing I was thinking about is like Blue Ivy is like orchestrating Beyonce's pregnancy. It's very clear to see that she is like Beyonce pulled her from like Blue Ivy pulled Beyonce from Coachella. Like um, Blue Ivy supervised her Grammy performance. Blue Ivy organizes all those little Instagram like videos that are happening. I just want to know what she's going to do with the twins because I can definitely see like a Carter three happening. Like it's, it can't be any other way. You can't have twins plus Blue Ivy and not have a group. And I'm like shook because it's just like, I don't know this, this twin stuff. And then on top of Blue Ivy, like, I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to be even more powerful. Like, also, Beyonce is like 15 months pregnant. So she's cooking. <laughs> she's cooking these twins. Yeah. They're not going to, they're going to be cooked to perfection. Yeah, they're going to be like glazed, cooked with like a side of rosemary on the side. When exactly. She but finally. But also, you have to think like, did Beyonce already have these twins and Blue Ivy is preparing them to be seeing their debut? Exactly. That's a possibility. You're never going to know. You're never going to know with Beyonce because she's sneaky. And the only thing that I'm praying at this point is that I don't find out about these twins while I'm at work because I'm leaving. Beyonce doesn't understand. Some of us have lives Some outside of the beehive. Like we have jobs. We have to, you know, some of us have to get on the bus. We can't react in public, you know? Right. You can't, because, like, sometimes, you know, being part of Beehive, you got to be, like, you know, secretive. Like, you can't let everybody know, because as soon as everybody know, they are scared of you. Right. Because, you know, Beehive has a reputation of mm -hmm. collecting weaves, ending jobs, killing people. Never forget, Joan exactly. Rivers. Mm-hmm. Never forget, just in case. People think that, like, the Beehive is, like, you know, dramatic. It's like, no, we're well within our right. And, I, you know, the last time... Um, Beyonce announced that she was pregnant with them twins on Instagram. That almost took me out of here. So I want to, like, this time, at least I know something's going to happen, but I don't know how far along she is. So I don't know if it's going to happen this month, next month. And every day I'm waking up and I'm walking on eggshells. Yeah. I had a dream about it, um, so the other night and I, I woke up in like a cold sweat <laughs> I was like, did I miss the birth? Did I? But, you know, it's just, I'm on, I'm on edge. Yeah, absolutely. So, in other words, if you haven't seen that video of Blue Ivy, I encourage you to go check it out. TMZ released it. I don't know who the hell was allowed to get a camera in there. I don't know if Julius was just slipping and he didn't pet every day. Maybe it was Julius who recorded it. Maybe he's hired to Beyonce. I don't trust Julius maybe because he Julius wanted... wasn't even trying to stop Solange from wearing uh, Jay-Z ass well, out. Maybe, maybe he knew. Maybe he knew that he deserved it. I got to wonder whose side Julius is really on. Like, he doesn't... I think Julius is staying out of it. If he knew better... He would stay out of it. I don't know. I got my eye on him. I mean, if Miss Tina trusts him, I guess I have to. But one eye. <laughs> so, 
All right, that wraps it up for Blue Ivy. We're gonna move on to our next teacup, or should I say nutcase, um, and that's Miss Holly Berry. Um, I'm a huge fan of Holly Berry. I just love everything that she does. She's batshit crazy. She has been batshit crazy for years now. I've known this and I just love her for it. Yeah, ever since she was um, that crackhead and losing Isaiah, which is very <laughs> iconic and underrated performance. That that movie meant so much to me um, when I was a kid. Um and everybody Wait, knows Isaiah meant a lot to you as a kid, not like James no, and a giant piece. No, or... her performance in that when like she was doing that twitching, she was like, That's my you. jam. I was like, Wow, this bitch really could dedicate it to that crackhead shit. Like Did it scare she, you? It scared me. It did. Okay. It did scare me. But I just was like, Wow, that's acting. And I feel like ever since then and then the Gothica, she's yeah. her real life is first of all, she was fucking with a nigga that didn't wear no shoes. Eric mm -hmm. Benet. Yeah. This nigga would walk Sunset Boulevard, no shoes. What's up with that? And I, ever since then, I knew she was a little kooky looky. But the fact that she was on a red carpet, holding her stomach, then going to try to say to us, the public, why can't <laughs> a girl have a steak and fries? Bitch, ain't nobody say it was anything wrong with steak and fries. What's wrong is you holding your stomach, pretending like you're pregnant. Everybody know you don't put both hands on your stomach unless you're pregnant. I mean it. Like, even if you just like, oh, I'm going to scratch my stomach. You do it with one hand. It's a pregnant pose. And she stood there, like, for the photo op so people can get a good picture. Like, that's really, it really reminds me of... The Lifetime movie where this lady had an invisible baby and also that movie The Boy where they didn't have kids but they would hire like babysitters for their Freaks. invisible kids and I feel like Holly Berry would do some shit like that like she is that just really and also she's I just found out that she's 50 years old I know and I knew she was like in her 40s but I felt like she was going to be one of the people that was 40 forever you know what I mean but I knew Holly Perry was batshit crazy when she accused her first baby daddy of relaxing a little girl's head. And he said, no, I didn't. So Holly Berry snipped some of the baby's hair and sent it into the lab. Wow. Okay. And I, but again, <clears throat> I knew she was crazy, but I'm like, that's some shit I would do. Like that's some shit I it would is. do. So I was with her. I was like, okay, that's crazy. Then I knew that ass was crazy when she had both her baby dads fighting. I'm like, Holly Berry didn't want an Oscar and then married white men just to act like she's from 29th Street. And I just don't get why she's showing her ass like that. But I'm like, you know what? She's a Leo like me. You said it yourself. We like attention. She probably is just like, okay, cool. But this right here, it, you know, it really stuns me. Why would you pretend as though you are pregnant on the red carpet? And you know... I was really excited when I thought she was pregnant. We were really excited. I was I was excited. I was. Because I live for Holly Berry using men for like using men to get babies. That's the new wave. That's the new wave. That's Just new don't wave. don't marry him, don't date him. Just get that baby and run. Get that baby and go. That's what we doing from 2017 on out. We getting a baby and we running. I've been on this way forever. Ever since I was She a kid. really has. She has. And at first I thought she was crazy. I was like, what? I don't get it. But now I get it. Get that baby. Because I had a proposition. I was telling you mine about this earlier this week. So I love Quavo from Migos. And I know that we probably wouldn't work out. First of all, yeah. we got the same birthday, you know, probably got the same natal chart. 
but <laughs> I want his baby. I just want him to give me the baby and leave Go. me alone. Just leave oh, me alone. Leave. I would be like, yeah, this is Quavo's son, Lil Quay Quay. Like, you know, and that's, that's you it. you call that child Lil Quay Quay, then. I wouldn't name him Lil Quay Quay because, you know, like, I'd be on it, like, spiritual tip. Like, so I'd probably name him, like, Aqua or something. Yeah, because don't do no dumb Sierra <laughs> shit. Baby Aqua, future. Aqua Migos or something. I, I can't believe she named that child Baby Future. And that man, was dumb. That was And for his middle name to be Zaire. Sis, switch it. Zaire Future, if you must put Future in his name. Like, yeah, I love Sierra, but she's goofy. Yeah, she's great. That's another nutcase that I'm in love with. But <laughs> yeah, Halle Berry, you lost me with this one because how she announced it was even a little bit freaky to me. What kind of steak was she eating? <laughs> yeah, she goes, can a girl have some steak and fries? But the picture was like a glamorous photo of her. I'm like, this doesn't even... Like, why would you post this picture with this caption? She losing it. And I would not be surprised if, you know, weeks from now, she was, quote unquote, um, in the hospital for exhaustion. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, some, that's some Illuminati shit. Like, we probably will talk about, you know, on other shows because that's a big thing in Hollywood. Exhaustion. <laughs> I know what that is. That's a devil taking over. Yeah, can't fool us. But I'm definitely for Holly Berry's movement of... Having the baby and then leaving. Taking the baby Janet and Janet Jackson, she just did the same thing. Taking I think the baby Tyra Banks run. just did the same thing. Sierra actually did the same thing. Like, I don't think she can admit it, but she did. Kim Kardashian would have if, like, she stayed in it with that Chris Humphreys, guys. I'm actually surprised in the Kardashian. You know, Courtney does it, though. Courtney does it. She just wanted them babies yeah, and then run. So when I get, like, 30, I want to be on that same same tip so yeah holly berry go get your head checked out sis like i still love you but that was that was weird and it's okay you know from one kooky bitch to another like it's okay but don't drag other people into your craziness you know be like on a low with and it don't get my hopes up exactly. don't make me think you're pregnant exactly. don't have your hands on your stomach just to not fuck me pregnant it was rude of you to do that that was very rude so moving on okay um a lot of you may have heard about a guy or a boy going on prime recently and for his prime not only did he have three different dates three different outfits and three different cars my nigga had a camel he had a camel a real live camel okay in north philly in north philadelphia which is you know kind of like detroit no shade yeah well I'm from North Philly, but none taken. <laughs> um, and okay, the story sounds crazy, but why the story is so near <clears throat> and dear to my heart is because it happened right down the street from my home. Yes, and we know the mother who threw this whole shebang together. First of all, I have had countless fish platters, macaroni and cheese, and sweet potatoes from Saudi's home cooking. Yes. And she, before I was vegan, it was it was good. It was yes, good. her cake is delicious. Like, if any of you guys are listening, please go to Saudius between, I think it's a shield on like Thursday to Sunday, because sis throws down, I mean, oxtails, everything you can imagine. And the Southern Punch, okay, like the diabetes is just right in it. It's just <laughs> so good. So make sure you stop there. But she's the one who threw this elaborate, elaborate thing for her um, son. And I didn't get a chance to see the camel, which I'm happy about because had I been driving down the street and I saw a camel, I think that I, I would have died. 
I mean, because we're not used to that. Like, okay, horses, because, like, it's a lot of people who ride horses in North Philly. Like, it seemed funny, like, you know, whenever, because people, like, will post pictures online and be like, what the heck, these niggas on horses or whatever. <laughs> but horses, that's different. But a camel, like, a camel, like, that's, that's totally crazy. But I... Um, my dad was telling me that she ordered that camel from Ohio a year ago. Wow. Wow. So she... Camels in advance, okay? Like... First of all, I seen a damn chicken running up, the, up and down the street, and I freaked out. I was like, where's the chicken coming from? Like, we live in a hood, like... Which is a chicken in North Philly, you know, shout out to the Dominicans, you know, because they be having It was chickens, actually so. some black folks. They got goats and chickens, which I don't enjoy because they are not closed in. And I, there has to be a law against that. But these people, they just they just don't care about the yeah. law. Um, but yeah, so she gets this camel and she gets all this extravagant stuff. And I think I read somewhere that she spent like $25,000 on this prom. And there was so much criticism. Like it even went like it, this news even made it to the shade room. And so many people had so much shit to say, oh, this boy better be getting a scholarship or they better have money for tuition. And how is it that you could pay $25,000 for a prom, but you still live in North Philly? First of all, let me just tell you as somebody with a job, it ain't nothing wrong with living in North Philly. Okay. There's nothing wrong we living not, in North Philly. All of us don't want to live in the suburbs. Honestly, like the more, you know, after moving back home from college and the more that I think about it, I'm like, I used to romanticize the suburbs. And like, sometimes I'm like, I don't, think I would want to live in a suburb. Y'all ain't got no poppy stores. Exactly. And I think that you need to understand that not all hoods are equal. Okay. Just because our zip code says 19132, which is North Philly, Strawberry Mansion. When you can recognize that you're in a progressive area, when you start seeing white people moving in and you know that it's like on the up and up, why move out and give it to them so that you can go move to a suburb and flex on everybody else? Like my neighborhood, black is one of the very few neighborhoods in North Philly where black people have been doing good consistently. They have always been working class and you don't have to move out of North Philly to be like, oh, I make it. Some people want to, you know, keep their money, keep their rent and stuff low and do other things on the side. That's number one. And some people want to be close to their family. Exactly. Like family means a lot, especially like in our community. Some people want to stay, you know, close to their family. And in addition to that, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, her son better do this and her son or they better. He could have just went to Dubai. First of all, it's a fucking prime. So the prime wasn't in Dubai. It's in Philly. That's why she brought Dubai to Philly. Philly. That was the theme. You know, so that's stupid. Um, And yeah, I feel pretty passionate about this because this is my neighbor. And second of all, her son is a straight A student. Okay. And he plays basketball. So I think that what you need to do is stop assuming that every black boy doesn't have good grades and stop assuming that not everybody can pay for something extravagant plus tuition because you'll be surprised how not everyone is broke. Like stop trying to make your reality everybody else's reality. Exactly. And some people say like, I really admire that the fact that she was saving up for it for two years. Cause that was something. And then people, um, my dad was telling me people were getting mad and saying, um, Oh, I'm not going to her no more buying stuff like that. Well, that's a bit, that's what you do when you have a business, you know, you save up for things that you want, you know, and to get exactly. the thing. So why would you rather, you know, give the money to somebody that's not, you know, a black business owner? Like, why would you rather people don't say that, you know when um they go to mcdonald's you know the ceo's got all these mansions and stuff 
And I didn't have a problem with it. I really liked it. I loved it. It was the amount of extra that I needed. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know that I was missing that and I, I definitely got my life from it. Well, you know me. I rolled my eyes when I first found out that there was a camel on my block because I just don't like the extra shit when it comes to prime because I you know I, I don't know. It's just a certain I'm I love extra, but it's a certain amount of extra that I don't like. But after kind of looking at it from a a big perspective and realizing number one, it's not my fucking money. So I don't ever have to feel any way about it. But since I am a spectator and we all have opinions, what I will say is that if you know what this woman has gone through and when you know what it's like to be a, a a mother of a young black man in Philadelphia, then I say, you know what, you go ahead and celebrate it. And I can say this because my mom had a stroke and so did Saudia. And that's something that they bonded. Yeah, she had two. She had two strokes. My mom had one. And she she's just going through a lot. This woman works hard. She's been an entrepreneur for as long as she's been around our way. Before she owned um, the Saudia Soul Food, she was a hairstylist. And she's just the epitome of a black ass woman grinding the way you think she would. So I say... If you want to stack up and you want to shit $25,000 down the toilet, that's your money to do it with. You know what I mean? And you're something that you were talking about earlier that I don't think a lot of people understand is what prime means in the black culture. Exactly. That's why I really liked it because it brought attention to like our culture. Cause like prom and black community is a big thing. Like the send off, like I always see like, white people just standing on the steps together take a group picture <laughs> um my mom said her co-worker's son did the dab and that was their woo like moment yeah. but black people we go out for a prom send-off yes, there's always it's music food. it's food my little like, cousin had the block she had the street blocked off she had her daughter in a matching dress like i came out the brick house like that prom send-offs are a thing for us. It is in our um, in our community, and it's just like um, uh, in the Romney Chell, um community. They like weddings and stuff like that. That's a big deal, you know. They got to be flashy and things like that, and that's a part of our culture with prom. And I didn't really realize it until like recently, like now that I'm like I'm not in it, and now I'm just like observing everybody. It's a very big deal, and I like it because you know African American culture is. You know, it's kind of new because we don't have, you know, a foundation that other cultures have. Um, we don't have, like, we have our own language, but some people don't respect it. And that's my problem. A lot of things in the black community, like, that we do on our own, just because it's not in textbooks, people don't respect and it. And it's wasteful. Everything that we do to spend money is wasteful. If a... You know, the flashiness that comes with being a rapper, it's like, it's wasteful. But like, no one ever sits back back and reflects on the stupid shit that white people do. It's just all, oh my gosh, they spend so much for Prime. They're so dumb. And I'm like, don't get me wrong. There's definitely something wrong with spending a lot of money um, and borrowing from Peter to pay Paul the next week because you wanted to uh, have a Range Rover. And is that, that's why I liked about the the thing that Saudi did because it's like, y'all mad because she did all this and she not going to be hungry. Nope. A lot of people do shit like that. She not going to be hungry because she sell food. That's exactly. And even if she didn't, she a hustler. So she She's wouldn't. A hustler. Exactly. And a lot of people do shit like that. And 
they be hungry the next day. That's the problem. And a lot of people were mad because that's not going to happen to her. Right. And I just want to say that our moms were like Saudi's biggest defender. Like my mom, because Saudi made some a video just like kind of questioning, why are so many people judging me? Why are so many people hating off of what I'm doing right now? And my mom, she just went came out like guns blazing, like defending neighbors, because that's another thing that uh, people do when they live in a thriving black community. Black neighbors look out for each other. And my mom, she was not having it, okay? Exactly. And that's a culture thing. It's a lot of things that in our culture that we don't look at it as like, okay, this is our tradition. This is our... And I feel like we need to start looking at it like that. We need to like embrace these things and things like that. Because a lot of cultures have things, you know, people think are like silly or whatever. But, you know, people will celebrate it. Absolutely. So you know what, Saudia, um, good job for you for just like being a extra that we all needed to talk about. Yes, and shout out because she's an Aries just like me. So <laughs> shout out to her for that. Yes, because like I loved it, and it gives us an opportunity to talk about prom culture and black extraness. And it, even though it seems like it's irrelevant, it's very, very important to um our culture. All right. So next, we're going to talk about. Um, Bill Maher. And okay, so my stomach is actually hurting because I'm getting that irritated as we're talking about this translucent ass <laughs> fool. Like, I just can't with him. Um, if you guys don't know who Bill Maher is, he's an asshole. He's on HBO. He thinks he's smarter than everybody. Um, he talks about all this political stuff and he's a good example of a white liberal who is not on our side because a lot of people think that just because, uh, a white person is liberal, then they already get the, they're, they get the struggle immediately. Liberals are just like, oh, my dad's a Republican and I want to be different. So I'm going to be liberal. Like, y'all full of shit too exactly like and i get it that we agree on some things but that does not make you not racist okay exactly and bill maher thinks that just because he slept with a few black women that he's not racist and it's a lot of you know white people that have uh black partners who think that and exactly. the thing is i'm here to tell you that you're a fucking bigot okay <laughs> it's just like that episode of atlanta when um that like black lady was married to that white guy and he was like so thirsty to tell like uh Donald, Donald Glover's like character about like slavery. Yeah, and, exactly. We and don't want to hear about nothing. that shit. It's like, you know what's so weird about the black experience is that I live it, so you don't have to talk to me about it. <laughs> like, thank you. But like there's a way that you can be an ally without being an asshole. Exactly. So let's just talk about what Bill um, Mar did okay so he recently had a black guest from Wisconsin I believe on his show who suggested that maybe Bill Maher should go out into the field and Bill Maher's response was oh I don't work the field I'm a house nigga now what made you think and your cracker ass mind that you can say something like that and with the er he said nigga with the er yeah that hurt that really hurt my ears when he exactly said that. and i hope hbo fires him oh they're not gonna fire him yeah they probably they're won't. not gonna fire him they but you won't. know what if game of thrones wasn't on i would 100 boycott hbo but i'm not even about to start <laughs> they talking be having some shit. good ass shows they i'm not shows gonna be good as shit so i'm not gonna <laughs> go there i'm not even gonna like get that loud and proud about it because bomar has been an asshole as a man Matter of fact, this is not his, he has just been thirsty. He's been thirsty to use this nigger word. Okay. I pulled up a quote 
Um, he was actually arguing with a black woman on his show previously. And he says, blacks have an issue that whites cannot say this word. I disagree. This word has changed according to culture. First of all, who? It's not your word. And you're not in our culture. Okay. Ever should somebody this. look like black people look like that <laughs> yeah because they they sick if they look like that so let me just let's just put this out there because i'm quite sure we have some white listeners i have white friends and i have white family members and they're never going to say the word nigga around me because they like their teeth that's the number one reason they're not going to say the n-word around me but let's talk about the real reason why you can't say it it's not an exclusive club that black people have that we, we don't want you guys to say this word just because we like to be angry or we like to get irritated. No, this word has been used to hurt us for years. And like any resilient group, we took the power from that word and we use it and we make it casual amongst ourselves, but it's within our culture. Exactly. We reclaimed it. Mm -hmm. We reclaimed it because we went through the shit to be able to say it. Exactly. And, you know, I haven't been through as much as, you know, other black people, you know, before me have been through, but they went through the shit just so I'm able to say that word. And it's not even that exciting. Like, it's just something like sometimes I'll just say it, you know, casually. It's just like the slip of the tongue because it's like embedded in my culture and the way that I speak. But I just don't get why, you know, white people are just so thirsty to say it. Exactly. And it's just like, okay. When I call you my bitch because we're both women. Let any man come up to me and say, hey, bitch. Again, do you like your teeth? Because Yeah, I, the girls you know? in, my, in my gaze, y'all can say it. Y'all yeah, the girls in my gaze. And even with that being said, like, you know, within gay culture, there are certain words that they can call each other that I would not dare say. Exactly. And it's because I'm not a part of the culture. I don't get a chance to decide what a word means to you all because I didn't have to, I don't have to suffer from that word. Why? It's a million words in the goddamn universe. Why do you want to say nigger so bad? And this is how I know he could have avoided the word nigger. He could have just said, I'm not a house slave. Still a terrible joke. But he went out his way to say the word nigger because he's been itching to use it because he wants to force us to get over it. And that's his white privilege. Take your translucent ass somewhere else. <laughs> we don't want you to use this word. You're not a part of our community. You're actually not a part of anybody's community because everyone hates you. Exactly. And he has a, my, I've always had a problem with him. Um, and he has a huge, you know, list of you know religions that maybe all religions he hates and he has a, he's he's said a bunch of things that are islamophobic and the thing is if you're islamophobic you're racist flat out mm -hmm. 100%. because who you know who like the majority of people who practice islam brown black and people. black and brown people mm -hmm. so he said he thinks that he's smarter than people just because he's an atheist and I have a problem with it. Like, even when I was younger and I struggled, you know, within my faith, I always thought he was, you know, mean for saying it because how dare you think that you're smarter than somebody just because you don't believe in a higher power. That's very, and, you know, a lot of religions are linked to culture. So if you're hating, you know, somebody's religion and you're thinking somebody's stupid for it, then you are, you know, racist for the most part because... His, the Christianity that I know that he, you know, thinks is, you know, such a big joke is like Southern Baptist in the church yelling and stuff like that. And I was born, 
I was brought up, you know, in a Baptist church where people got the Holy Ghost mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, like, to now, looking back on it, like, that was, I'm thinking, I'm like, that's something, like, so rich. I was, you know, blessed to be able to experience it because it's very rich, especially yeah. as, you know, as a writer, um, having those images in my mind and stuff, that's like, you know, it's good that I had that kind and of thing. And it's inspirational. Yeah, it's, it's very it's inspirational. It's very inspirational. Who are you to make fun of what somebody else is inspired by? Just move on if you're not inspired by it. That's all you have to do. Yeah, and a lot of times, it's not even just religion. Like, if somebody doesn't agree with him, he always tries to make them seem so stupid. And to me, that's just very, like... 2010 you know humor where you try to like one-up somebody and you know like he just seems like a a film school freshman he's angry and i'm like listen i don't know what your mom did to you maybe it was passing along those genes like i don't know what it is but you need to get over it because he doesn't look real he looks like he's in a mask like he looks like he's in a like he's pretending to be a white person and white chicks pretty much white chicks like that kind of makeup like that that kind of makeup that's what he looks like but that's his real face and that's very unfortunate (laughs) and i just have um i just read that ice cube is scheduled to meet with him now this could be potentially a good thing if he brings friday ice cube instead of are we there yet ice cube because i'm tired of everybody being on some steve harvey shit some christette michelle shit where a white person does something stupid and we try to kill him with kindness and you're not michelle obama okay you don't have to kill people with kindness okay it's time to stop you know, confront white people and make them feel as uncomfortable as they make us feel. Because I'm taking the Malcolm X approach. Oh, absolutely. I'm taking the W.E.B. Du Bois. I'm taking the Malcolm X approach. I'm taking the Black Panther approach because nobody has ever made a move by being nice about it. Like, Harry Tubman was like, um, hey, if you're not busy tomorrow, could I maybe, like, be free and, like, take hundreds of these slaves with me if you don't mind? Nope. She got out. Boom. Harriet got her black ass out at night and she led a lot of people with her and that's how I'm going to do it. Okay? So, Bill Maher, if you are somehow listening because you seem like the type of nigga that Google your name, like like search for like Google Plus. Or look up black girls because he's so obsessed with us. Exactly. Um. Yeah. You can go fuck yourself. Exactly. And you can meet me, you know, in West Philly. You meet me on 40th and Market. Exactly. Meet me on 40th Market and we can just scrap. Absolutely. Um, so that's pretty much it for our tea time topics. We're going to move into the second place because we're already like first episode and we're already over time, but you know, (laughs) we're in it now. So we have to do it. Um, so if you have not seen get out yet, why? That's my first question. Why have you not seen that movie? It's important. And if you are a non-black person of color or if you're white, you need to purchase the movie. You need to give Jordan Peele his coin. If you black, <laughs> stream it. You yeah, know. stream it. I think we've, we've, we suffered enough historically. You exactly. could just like... Just know, pay it. it. That's reparations. So pretty much in this segment, we talk about black people who have lost their goddamn mind in one way or another. Either they have forgot that they're black or... They are just acting a fool. And I know their moms ain't raised them like this. So first up on the list, we have Tiger Woods, who has been in a sunken place from day one. I don't think it was a time where this man ever wanted to be he black. Was, that was where he was born. That's what his birth certificate say. Sunken <laughs> place. That's place of birth. Exactly. And like he is just somebody who is obsessed with detaching himself from being black. And I'm not mixed. 
Okay, I don't know what goes into having a healthy mixed identity. I don't know if it requires you to acknowledge both sides equally, because I have read that somewhere that mixed people need to acknowledge both sides. But I also think that your black ass should acknowledge that you look black and people are going to treat you black. Exactly. Because, Tiger, sometimes I look Asian too. Yeah. Okay? Exactly. So if you really want to be honest. But for real though, I get approached as a nigga. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk about exactly what Tiger Woods has done to be in a sunken place. Outside of just denying his blackness throughout his whole career, recently he was uh, pulled aside for DUI. And this time he was in a literal sunken <laughs> place. Like, money couldn't even operate. They told him, they said, say your ABCs from A to Z. He said, wait a minute. He said, take your time, Tiger. Like, nobody's rushing you. They said, get started. He going to start walking in a straight line. Like, what? We said, say your ABC. So he was zooted. And you know what? Nobody defended him. Nobody came to his rescue. Because I, I think it had, it had it been any other celebrity, because according to him, he wasn't under the influence because he was drinking. It was because he had an interesting cocktail of like pills, which he was popping perks. We all know it. But had it been anybody else, and I would be like, you know, y'all don't know what it's like, but future, but um, future. I said popping he, pills. And yeah, I thought he, probably, about- <laughs> he probably talking about you. Yeah, future probably talking about me. <laughs> but like no no black person defended him and it's because you're in the sunken place like watch yourself watch the bridges you burn because black people we do not forget and now white people don't like you either because you're a cheater so who you got tiger nobody but his damn self first of all he you know i get it you know you're mixed and you know you identify yourself as you know Sometimes, you know, you identify yourself as black. But he's never identified himself as black. He said that he was blazing. Okay. But my man's arrest record said B-L-A-C-K. Okay. It said black. Okay. It's Kodak black. It said you was a, a black man. You was a nigga. You was arrested as a nigga. And that's how I'm a... Some people, they need to realize that, you know, that it's nothing, you know, wrong, you know, with, you know, being mixed or whatever. But... You have to sometimes think about how the world views you and embrace it. Exactly. Because how disgraceful. How bomb is that? Being like a bomb as black golfer. I don't know shit about golf. Typically, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, you know, because I think they'd be in the woods and shit. But <laughs> we typically don't do I got that. Allergies, but yeah. yeah, exactly. A lot of us got allergies. But that. It's so bomb. And, like, for him to not embrace that, it just was like, you know, it was, it's kind of a hurt piece. It is a hurt piece because, you know what? Well, I learned black people don't have to give a damn about a sport to embrace it. Do you know what I know about swimming? Nothing. But I know when that black girl won that swimming medal, I was interested. You know what I know about gymnastics? I know Gabby Douglas about gymnastics. Do you know what I know about tennis? Serena's. Serena's. Serena. <laughs> Evita's. That's all I know. Exactly. So it doesn't matter if if we're not like, you know, prevalent in that sport, but you kick ass at it, we will uplift you. But not you, Tiger, because you're in the sunken place. He is in the sunken place. And you know what? That's where he's he gonna stay there. <laughs> so next up we're gonna talk about Rudy Huxtable. I think she has the real name, but I Keisha Knight. Keisha Knight Polium. Sure. I, I don't know what kind of last name po- that is. Polium, I don't know. I'm not acknowledging that. But Rudy Huxtable, um, <laughs> she's in a sunken place because I don't understand how any woman 
any black woman could embrace Bill Cosby at this point. Now, Jill Scott has tried it. I've seen a lot of other people try it. And if you publicly defend uh, Bill Cosby just because he's black. You're blocked. You're blocked. Okay. You're in a sunken place. And there's so many of you women like that who come and you run to black men's aid. But what you got to think about it. How many of them marched for Sandra Bland? You know what I mean? How many of them historically have marched for us? Yeah, exactly. If your black ass was going through trial, I doubt Bill Cosby would be standing there by your side. Like, we can get into the whole thing about, oh, but we don't know if he did it, even though his old ass did do it. I don't, I don't, I don't. Listen, write me at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com and we can go all day about it. But for, I know for a fact that he did it. Okay? Exactly. He, and plus, I always have, you know, a woman's side, you know, naturally. So, and also, like, he doesn't want to, um, what did you say? He didn't want to... Um, testify. He didn't want to testify. Mm-hmm. And people just have all these receipts on him. So, it's just like, I don't get why. Like, first of all, Dr. Huxbolt, that was years ago. Nobody gives a fuck. And exactly. I, we don't give a fuck. I get being hurt. I get being hurt and not wanting to believe that somebody that, you know, raised you. Because we all grew up with Cliff and Claire and Rudy and Denise. And but they didn't them. raise me. The Adams family raised me. And I that mean, says a lot about my character. Listen, so. Moesha raised me and sister, sister. But I was a huge... Anna Parkers. But I was a huge <laughs> fan of the Cosby show. But I just... I, I, You have to just let it go and see that Cliff is not real. Okay, Bill Cosby is real. And your whole thing is the reason why I'm defending him is because he was always nice to me. Yeah, because he took advantage. He did it to people that he knew nobody would believe. And that's what abusers do. They're manipulators all over. Even people that they're not, quote unquote, abusing to manipulate you. Ted Bundy had a wife. He killed every goddamn woman he saw on the road. But he had enough discipline not to kill his wife because he knew who... Like, to kind of do it to uh, vulnerable people. And that's what Bill Cosby did. He did it to people who were maybe thirsty to get on. And that doesn't mean that they deserve it. That means that his character is completely, completely flawed. So, you know what, Rudy Huxtable? I don't know what career you had, but it's done. All right? And the last person in the sunken place for today is T.I. Tip Harris. Um, Trouble man. Uh, He's been in some trouble, man. Like, that's all I have to say. Like, I, let's just talk about how much I have, I loved T.I. Like, I was a bring him out, bring him out ass bitch. Like, exactly. And he defied gravity with that hat. Ever did his hat move? Ever did it move? He defied gravity. He was not in space. Okay. No, his hat really tipped right on his head. It did. And, like, I liked when he got punked. And he was just, like, he was so funny. He reminded me of, like, a pop-pop. And I, I was really with him. When I start kind of looking at him funny is when he was backing up Iggy Azalea. Because we all know Iggy Azalea is just trash. She's translucent trash. She's actually blackface. She's blackface. She has done so many things to offend me. And when he backed her up, I knew for a, I knew what type of guy he was, but I said what I say for a lot of rappers, when they do something fucked up, I said, they don't know any better. They don't know any better. Like, they're just rappers. They're not, you know, on earth to do this, that, and other. Fine. Like, I can look over it. I can look over it. But um, T.I. and Tiny, they have been together forever. They haven't been married for as long as they've been together, but they have, they have some history. 
And if you don't know, Tiny was the one that was on first at whatever R&B group she was in since the 90s. And she found the little skinny... Escape. Yeah, Escape, sorry. That escaped me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, but yeah. She found this little skinny, high yellow guy from Atlanta named Clifford. And I would have left him when I found out his name was Clifford. (laughs) But she put up with him and she groomed him and she helped him get on. When he went in and out of jail, she stood by them kids. She even took her ass to jail. And even though she looks like a Siberian husky with those eyes right now, <laughs> she has done a lot for Tip. Like, she has really done a lot for Tip. She was. She carried his baby at an age where she could have, you know, she could have crumbled, you know, because she's not, <laughs> she's not a young thing. And she, you know, recently had a baby for him, gave him his girl, you know, whatever. And... He had the nerve to sit across from her at the table. Oh, wait. Wait, though. They got to find out what he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, before. Mm-hmm. Before that. Oh, yeah. Here's. I don't know if this is the sunken place or tea time because I'm about to spill it. This <laughs> man had a nerve to cheat on Tiny with a woman that she hired. Hired. Okay. Cheat on me with anyone. You're getting your eyebrows smacked off. That's just number one. Exactly. It's done. Cheat on me with someone I know, someone that I brought into my home. Okay. Sign your own death certificate then. You know what I mean? Rest in peace. But instead, what she did was she got up and she moved out. She just left the situation. She left it alone. And she had a hurt face. She went out. She took some pictures with Floyd Money Mayweather, which is what all hurt bitches do. And what did he have in there to sit across and say to her? I spent millions on you. The fuck? First of all, <laughs> um, okay, you didn't spend millions on me when I'm your wife. Okay, that's our millions, hunty. Especially when I was the one who helped you get on. Second of all, that is no excuse for cheating on anyone. T.I., you are in a sunken place. You have lost your goddamn mind to sit across from a woman who has did so much for you. And to just be like, oh... I spent millions on you. You took a picture with a man that I had bad blood with. Yeah, I took cheated. Took a picture. Exactly. Gonna say, yeah, I cheated on this. Um, I cheated with this girl, but did you have b- bad blood? Um, yeah. I kind of had bad blood with anybody that sleeps with my man. So, you know, T.I., I don't know what you've been smoking, but I'm going to ask you politely to stop. It's probably that pink Molly that you should be talking about. I'm sure. I'm sure. And the rumor has is that he's been cheating on her for years. And I, I believe it. I just believe it because she, that look in her face, she just looked fed up. And I really feel for Tiny because she loved her some tip. Like she really, really do. Mm-hmm. And she gave a lot for him. And they was like, they was a treasure in the hood. And I feel like they really. <laughs> they gave us hope. They gave us hope. And they, cause you know, you know, we love you know, B and J, but you know, they just a little too upscale. Some of us a little yeah. messy and right. some of us, like we you know, all know that we're not going to achieve J and be like, I, that's just not, I'm not quiet enough for that. Exactly. And I'm not talented enough. So exactly. I always felt like tiny and TI was a doable couple. Exactly. And they just, you know, he tip had to, you know, he, he put the gabash on it for us. Exactly. And then today he going to have a nerve. This is Okay. This is what pisses me off about Trouble Man so much. 
He always talking about the cooperation of the inauguration of the operation. <laughs> he got so he's just a little Webster walking around, but he can't understand shit himself. And that's a huge problem I have with a lot of men where they can talk, 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 but they can't take their own advice. He going to tell Tiny and Tamar, you know, y'all need to grow up and squash your stuff. Hey, Tia, don't give anybody any advice right now. Don't get shut up. Just don't give anybody any advice right now because you don't you don't get to talk. And then also my man is on Instagram posting memes like like y'all know that meme that's like uh your woman crush Wednesday on Snapchat rant into a black screen again. That's what he doing. He posting like memes on talking about how he quote unquote hurt and all that stuff. Like you telling them to grow up. You need to grow up. Exactly. Like I don't know how old T.I. is, but I know he's too damn old for what he's doing. Um, so that wraps up our uh, sunken place segment. I really liked it. I had a good time with that one. You guys, please reach out to us at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com or on Instagram or on Twitter. Tell us how you felt about that one right there. So now we're moving on into our next segment. Our next segment is called <laughs> That's Common Sense, Sis. Okay, and this segment is about things that, you know, to the masses is just common sense. But to some people, it just don't add up. Like if it's not your car, why are you taking a picture flexing in front of it on Instagram? Don't do that. (laughs) So this is about things that are, you know, typically common sense. But some people just, you know, they just don't get it. Oh, absolutely. Um, so we'll have a different topic every week and it could be anything. It could be about like not touching our hair. It could be about relationship stuff, cultural, cultural things, like so many things, but it's all wrapped around our black girl experience. Um, today, this week's topic or today's topic is about, um, when you have that one girlfriend who just keep getting hurt by the same guy. And you just have to stand there and watch your friend hurt. It's something that we have all been through. And it really sucks because as a friend, you always feel like you need to interject yourself and what's going on in that girlfriend's life. But something that we have learned recently is that sometimes you just have to back the fuck off and like let them hurt. Okay. Because I have, I haven't really been on the end of being that girl who goes back to fuck boys. Like that's just not me. That's, I yeah, I I nip that shit right in the butt. That's I'm, not who I am. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm very open with, you know, things that happened in my past relationship. Mm-hmm. And um before there were warning signs, you know, in my relationship. But you know, when you're quote unquote in love or whatever, you ignore those things and you know, in my past relationship, I was cheated on. And, you know, I don't mind talking about that because, you know, still bad, you know, and still fat, you know, <laughs> you know, so really? still got my degree. But, um, yeah, I was still cheated on. A front tooth. Yep. Still got a front tooth. That's, that is shade. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so I'm very open about that. And. And that moment, you know, when I was, like, fighting with him, you know, swinging on him, you know, getting my, you know, Mayweather on. When I did all that, I knew that it was ending. And I knew that I couldn't go back to this. So, that's why I was, you know, crying. Because I'm like, okay, I really just lost, you know, a friend. And I can't go back. 
And coming from that, I don't understand how people can constantly go through things like that, keep on getting hurt, and then keep on going back to these people that are, you know, hurting them. And because that shit, like, a heartbreak, that shit really breaks your heart. Like, you feel it. You physically feel it. Like, I was sick. Like... I, you know, I couldn't keep down food and like, it was like I had the flu or something. So to constantly go back and keep on putting yourself in that situation, like, I don't get that. I feel like it's common sense. If this person isn't cooperating, if you always got to fight and it's a fight that's taking a toll on your like mental health, your physical body, your spiritual body, let it go. Absolutely. And I can remember when, well, I knew you were done. I, like that's like I know my friend and I knew you were done. I saw the look on your face and I just knew you were done. But for some of my friends, I don't know when they're done. You know what I mean? They can get ran through the muck. And I say this all the time. I will tell your black ass one time how I feel. And I will give you the low down dirt because it's not my job to constantly be in your business. It's not my job to constantly read your boyfriend because Here's the thing. You go telling me about Tommy and I tell you, I think Tommy ain't shit. I think Tommy broke. I think Tommy's cheating on you. I think you always been better than him. I see you as somebody that is like up here and he's so much more below you. And I'll like pour my heart out to you and you'll say, okay, cool. And if I see you with Tommy again, what else is there for me to say? Okay, there's nothing else for me to say. I got to let you learn. I got to let you go through it. Like, I wish life was like a Destiny Child song, like, girl, where, like, we, like, you and all your girlfriends surround your one girl. And you be like, girl, like, all right, what's happening? Like, take a minute, girl, come sit down. And then Michelle hit that bridge, and you know, like, fuck, I can't go back now. Like, I really can't go back to this guy, but unfortunately, it's not like that. Why? And also, like, I'm just going to put this out there. Like, I'm not that trusting of anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, I am just not that trusting. I'm not that forgiving. Like, if I go to a Chinese store and they mess up my order one time, <laughs> you're done. Like, that's just the kind of person I am. So, it, it kind of translates over to my dating life, too. If you lie to me, if you hurt me, if you cheat on me, even if I like you, I just cannot Go back to you. And they're going to keep on doing these things. Like, mm-hmm. people don't understand that they're, they're going to keep on doing these things. Because in the beginning of my relationship, there was a girl who came to me as a woman mm. and said, you know, so-and-so, I think it's funny that you're in the picture now because, oh, that's my boyfriend. I confronted him. Woke him up. He was laying in my bed looking stupid with a do-rag on. <laughs> and I said, who the fuck is this? He says... Oh, some girl didn't even meet him in person, blah, 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 blah. I'm ready to break up with him at that moment because, you know, I just don't play that shit. And I think it comes from, you know, growing up, I wasn't, you know, the most attractive person. And I, um, you know, was almost 300 pounds. And during, <laughs> during that time, <laughs> during that time, I learned to like, you know, just because I am this certain way doesn't mean that I have to take, you know, right. shit. So, um, so yeah, I was about to break up with him um, in that moment. And he cried and was like, no, don't leave me, blah, 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 whatever. So I'm like, okay, he never met this girl and I'm really believing him or whatever. But then the way our relationship ended was kind of how when that girl came to me as a woman. Because 
I came, I had to come to a girl as a woman. And that was a girl that he was like, oh, this is my girlfriend. And I want to let y'all know that no matter what y'all do, if a nigga's going to cheat on you, he's going to cheat on you. I was with this man every day, always at his house, cooking steak for this nigga. And I'm you're a, vegan. I'm vegan. I was cooking steak, eggs, bacon, you name it for him. Getting sick as shit Getting trying to make him. sick a- as mm-hmm. shit. Like, I was doing... Um, all this stuff for him, you know, we was like very close and no matter what, I'm going to, I want y'all to know that they're going to do what they want to do. Because a good guy, no matter what is going, you know, I mean, I don't like to have these rants to discourage people from finding a good man. Exactly. And like, this is really a, a, a tough love segment because it's very frustrating to see people that are intelligent and have a lot going for them, you know, just, you know, don't live up to their full potential because exactly. a lot of relationships like can really drain you and like it can end really bad. Like I watch a lot of ID, so, mm. you know, a lot of yeah. stuff can end really <laughs> yeah, bad. I mean, <laughs> yeah, murder's definitely on the table, but I was more so thinking about just how you feel about yourself. Exactly. Like that has a lot to do with it. And I think as, again, as a friend who watches so many of my friends go through these situations where they're just dragged through the mud, I just wondered to myself, like, why? You know, I have some girlfriends, like, my closest girlfriends, they are like me. You show them some bullshit and they move on because they are not afraid of being single because you know that there are so many things that are worse in this world than being single at 25 years old. Exactly. Like, it, I'm not saying that it's always fun being single at 25, but I'm definitely telling you that you should not have to go deal with some bullshit just for the sake of saying that you have somebody on your arm. Just for the sake of having a man crush Monday. There are so many things that you could do on a Monday. Because I like have make a few milkshakes. man crush Mondays. I it have could, a few. It could be milkshake. It could be milkshake Monday. That's true. There's like so many things that you could do on Monday besides having a man in your life. And just as a friend, it's like hurtful to watch your friend get hurt because when I was a kid... Or when I was in high school, even when I was like earlier in college, if I knew a friend was dating somebody that was terrible for them, I would like do everything. I would defend them against that guy. I would try my best to get them to move on. And I would do all these things and I would tire myself out almost trying to, you know, help my friend. And then it kind of hit me when I got into like my early 20s is that, listen, people are going to do what the fuck they want to do. Like they're going to do what the fuck they want to do. And I have to let them do it. I have to let them learn. And can't nobody make you see your worth. Maybe it's just not your time to see your worth. That's stupid to me. Exactly. But maybe you are just one of those people that have to be dragged through the mud. And I'm like that in different ways. Like with my weight. Sometimes I have to get fat before I realize that it's time for me to start going to the gym again. So I'm like, maybe same, right? Like I have to be like, oh shit, I'm not naturally skinny. Let me stop playing myself, go to the gym and cut back. Maybe like some people need to do that with relationships. Exactly. And like, you know, I was, you know, a little foolish, you know, um, last, well, the year before last, you know, I was like, you know, thirsty, you know, went into relationship and stuff. And I finally got one and I thought, okay, this is great or whatever. Then I saw like, you know, I went through some things that were, you know, not cool. And, like, I tried to ignore it, you know. But one of my main things is you have to protect, not even, like, talking about, you know, God or anything. You have to 
protect your spiritual self. And when somebody is tainting your spirit, you have to let them go. Like if something vexes me, vexes my spirit, makes me feel uneasy, I just have to walk away from that. I don't want that, you know, in my, you know, in my space because I'm very serious about healing Mm -hmm. and, you know, being my best self and not even being my best self for me. It's just like for my family, you know, for my career and things like that. And people have to think, I feel like, you know, with self-care and stuff, people don't, some people think it's being selfish, but like, it's not even in the selfish way. Cause I want to be my best self for other people. Cause I really wasn't my best self when I, I feel like I wasn't my best self when, you know, when I was with my um, ex who was just very, just not motivated, just wasn't on the no. same tip as me. No. And also wonder what, how like people's mother assuming that they have a mom or like how the women in their life or guardian guardian anybody like specifically women watching women in relationships Mm -hmm. how does that affect how you pick your partners what you decide to go through and all that stuff because i know from my mom's relationship with my stepdad that was not the best growing up um about what can happen when you rush and what can happen when you force things and what can happen when you let pressure get to you? I mean, even this is no secret. Like my mom wouldn't be upset with me talking about this because this is important that I took it away from her relationship. She felt pressure to get married to somebody because she had a child with them and she was of a certain age and she rushed into it despite everybody in her life telling her not to do it. And that's something that she is still dealing with almost 15 years later. And it kind of just taught me that like, all right, if you do something when you're in your twenties or in your thirties to satisfy everybody else, or because you feel like I'm a woman, I have to have a man or why can't I get a relationship? You could end up paying for that shit 10 years later. It goes right back to what you're saying about how much you have to lose. So, you know, we are definitely going over time, so I'm not going to keep hitting this over you guys head, <laughs> but I will let you know this. You have a lot to lose with fucking with the wrong one. You absolutely do. And if you're a girlfriend and you're standing by and you're watching, I know it hurts, but back the fuck up and let that person go through it because there's nothing you can say and there's nothing you can do about it. Exactly. Okay. Wow. So I'm pretty heated. I don't know about you. I just feel like punching somebody across the face now. Um... But thank you guys so much for joining in on our first official episode of Black Girl Brunch. And it was a pleasure. Thank you. Um, I just want to, you know, give a few shout outs. Um, I would like to give a shout out to my group chat, Doll Feet. Uh, <laughs> I would like to give a shout out to our LGBT listeners. I know it's Pride Month. I Woo-hoo! hope y'all y'all turn it up, you know, not being too nasty with the poppers. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and again, you can reach us on all social. All our social media is at Black Girl Brunch, except for our Twitter is B L K Girl Brunch. Um, even I would not be upset if you DM'd. You know me personally. I'm not I'm sure Iman yeah. is okay with that as well. Do you have any shout outs? Um, yeah, I would like to give a shout out to uh, all my friends, the whole North Philly, my grandma Maddie. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to my uh, group on Facebook, Destiny's Children. You know who you are, Kiki and Nakia. So um, they keep me laughing at work all day. And yeah, just to my friends who have been telling me for years that I need to start a podcast or I need to go blog. Like, 
I think for a minute I was waiting for Superman to come and give me an opportunity to go talk on a podcast or to do something with my life. And three years after college, when ain't shit happened, I realized nobody's going to invest in my black ass. Like I need to do it myself. Like no one cares. Like I'm not that bitch that's walking down the street and someone's like, you have star potential. Like that's just not, that's not me. So I want to thank everybody else who may not have been able to, take my career anywhere but you at least helped encourage me. yeah you encouraged me to go do something oh yeah and also a shout out to all of our mutuals on all of our social media oh, yeah, y'all was absolutely. going so hard for us. yes y'all really did thank you so much for the support it really means a lot Absolutely. So we're going to try to drop this podcast every Wednesday morning around 10 a.m. to noon. Let us know what time works best for y'all on Wednesday because we're just trying to figure it all out. Um, Again, please send your questions to blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com because we really want to do a segment with listener um, letters. So let us know what you like. Let us know what you didn't like. And we will see you guys next week. <laughs>